0: I'm Tommy Beardmore. I'm Adam DiCarlo.
1: And welcome to Before the Break, a podcast for actors by actors, brought to you by Working Actor Pro.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Before the Break. This week, we are very excited to meet our guest. She has had roles on such shows as Grey's Anatomy, Station 19, SWAT, How to Get Away with Murder, Orange is the New Black, Boardwalk Empire, and House of Cards. Please welcome to the show the very talented Dion Audain.
2: Yeah. Hello! Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Tommy. Hi!
0: Thanks
2: Hello. for being here,
1: Dion. Thanks for
2: having me. This is very exciting.
1: Where uh, where in the world are you right now? Let me. Ask. I'm in
2: North Hollywood, California, Los okay. Angeles.
1: <laughs> Los Angeles. I'm about 45 minutes away from you. So, hello. Oh, where are you? I'm in Calabasas, just a little northwest of you. Yes, yes. Lovely. Um, okay, so so um, you have a very interesting background, especially where things began. Talk about your upbringing. This is interesting. You you're, <laughs> you come from um, Montserrat, uh, West mm-hmm. Indies. Is that correct? Yes. It's a tiny island. Talk about that. I mean, I am so interested to hear about like your childhood and your upbringing. Can you share a little bit about the early days of your life?
2: Yes, I can. I was born on the island of Montserrat, which was um, encountered by Columbus, named after the chain of mountains in Spain or the Virgin Montserrat. We are a British overseas territory, uh, a.k.a. a colony, but they don't call it that anymore. Um... I was born there. I grew up there. I modeled, I danced, I performed. um, And then I immigrated to the United States at the age of seven. So wait,
1: you performed, you modeled and everything. (laughs) You have a bigger portfolio than I do by, by your sixth birthday. Great.
2: Well, I'm, it, I'm it was kind of what you did. Like arts and performance was a part of the culture. It wasn't seen as this other thing. Like you went to school, you studied, you did anatomy, hmm. and you know, you. I was on stage at two dancing. Like the cinema where you saw movies was also kind of like where dances happen and like music acts. And so I, my dad will tell you, like my dad's a stage dad. I went up on the stage and like stole the show at age two, and it's just kind of like my thing. Um, so love I love think- that. I've always just been this show kid, but I didn't get to like fully live out my show kid life until later on after uh-huh. my grad school. But um right, right, yeah, I came to New York. I grew up in the Bronx. I went to a very cultured elementary school called PS seventy six or the or the Bennington School, where they took us to see Mikhail Baryshnikov dance The Nutcracker. So, <laughs> and we oh, went to wow. yeah. Yeah, so jealous. It couldn't of all have been New more Yorkers. up your
1: alley, all you New Yorkers in your elementary school and middle school lives. Like we went to the Indianapolis Museum for the children, and you guys are like, they're like, seeing the Lion King at eight. Yeah, you're going. Yeah, and you're at Phantom. You're going down to the Met on a field trip. I mean, my God. So how was that? Um, first of all, such a difference from I'm sure your home, yeah, former home, right? Yeah. What yeah. were the things that kind of like shook you? Yeah, in um, Montserrat. Here, in- well here yeah here
2: uh well coming here was definitely a culture shock it was also a shock to my educational background because in Montserrat I was way more advanced than the kids here so I was put back a grade um because by the age of six and seven we were doing human anatomy in school and just all sorts of things um and then coming wow. here to the United States it was just very different yeah um and so like you know, the language, my, di- I had a dialect. I, I, you know, it's like when you hear someone from Trinidad or Jamaica speak, um, the, the dialect of English that we speak in Montserrat is very similar to the brogue spoke, spoken in County Cork in Ireland. Oh yeah. Um, the lady Erin is on our flag and we celebrate St. Patrick's day and African heritage together for two weeks. I didn't so, know
1: this at all. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. My, my my parents are, my family's from Ireland. Um, yeah, some and I can tell I you. can tell a cork accent in a second. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah.
2: Very interesting.
1: So, so did you have that accent then? Did you have yeah, an accent still coming do.
2: in? I do. So it depends on who I'm talking to. You know, it's like right. with me on the podcast right now, I'm going to talk to Adam, and I'm going to talk to Tommy. And then after that, I'm going to let down and take a nap because I have work tomorrow morning at 4 <laughs> <laughs> ah!
1: 30.
2: So, yeah.
1: Pulls it out of her back pocket. I'm like, wait, who is this? Who's talking right? Now? That's, um, uh, that's amazing yeah wow thank you. so so t- talk uh, a little bit about getting your feet wet um with this whole acting thing you're in new york so you know that again is a totally different environment in terms of the arts and 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 the seed that's planted and what you get to experience so early on early on in your quote unquote career as a kid yeah. um so what did you first of all um what were the things that kind of uh fostered your interest were you doing like the plays and all that stuff
2: oh you know i was yeah you know i was (laughs) in in ps76 we did these full-on performances in costume with choreography in the schoolyard so like one summer it was the hawaiian shirts and white pants and we did this full choreography like the whole grade like it probably was a fourth grade or the fifth grade, but each grade had a choreographed performance that we did in the schoolyard. Hmm. Um, I was the wicked witch of the West and my best friend, Jeanette Mallory was the Glenda, the good witch. Um, so I did the wizard of Oz uh, our teach, our theater teacher Ken, like, he had theater props. So when I touched Dorothy's slippers, we had that paper that you- it lights a fire. So there was a spark, you know, like, I mean, fully in fully supported as a kid. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I, I, um, I also, I was a storytelling competitor, so I would memorize entire children's book books and retell them in competition in elementary school. I also took I've never even heard of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was intense. I would have to record myself on cassette and play it back and memorize chunks of a children's book and retell it for competition. So that's interesting. Since the second grade. And then I also, we took Latin. They taught us Latin in school. I worked in the library. Um, mm. I, was a, I was a nerd completely. Oh, and wow. I it, and I loved it. <laughs> so that's wow. amazing. Yeah. But so. acting was never like seen as the thing I was going to do as a career because that's not a real job. You have to get a real job. Of course. You have
1: to hate your job and you have to, yeah, I
0: got
2: it. Yeah. You have yeah. to have a real it's job. It's not a real job I'm unless thinking. you hate it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to make a living? <laughs> If you don't,
0: just loathe going to work.
1: Isn't that said by every parent of ours or someone, right? So
2: yeah, and you know, I'm I'm a child. I'm an immigrant. I'm a naturalized citizen. I'm I'm a child of immigrants. So you know, they want you to come and live the American dream. And no one, when you're coming from an island, you know, the American dream is not you're going to be a movie star or make a living as an actor or dancer or singer. It's you know, you go to school, you get degrees, you buy a house all those things you know you send money back home for your family you send barrels back home or whatever mm, mm. um but all throughout my education as i was focused on math and science i was also performing i was writing poetry you know i was the girl that wrote poetry for her friends who were in relationships <laughs> to give to their boyfriends
1: oh my god you know, did they pay you you should have a, a ghostwriter i i did right charge. i just look you know, at you
2: Living vicariously. Oh, my
1: gosh. That's wonderful. So She's all, now
2: this is
0: all, I'm now nine. Everything I just said, now I'm nine. And then on my
1: 10th birthday. uh, (laughs) Oh, my God. Making uh, us all look bad. So accomplished. Um, Okay, so so let's talk about this acting thing. And when it became more than just... uh, something that you were doing in school, how, how did that all come to me? And, and we're talking kind of college at that sort of age. What, what, what was your path then after high school?
2: Oh man. So after high school, it was all about getting the hell out of the Bronx. Mm. Yeah. And out of my mom's house because I thought I was grown and I didn't want to be in the Bronx anymore. I didn't want to be in the hood. You know, I didn't want to be a victim of gunshot, you know, or something else, you know, be right. become a statistic. And that was the era I grew up in, in the early, you know, the late eighties, early nineties. Um
1: I am so interested in New York in that time, just because I came to New York in 2015. So Disney was different. full force and everything was squeaky clean and nice. And it just, it, you know, I lived near, um, uh, uh, What's that, what's that neighborhood, Adam? I'm blanking now. Um, Hell's, I... Hell's Kitchen, which oh. was a completely different Hell's Kitchen than, yeah. than what it is now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, that was a different, different environment entirely, but were yeah. you kind of on your own, um, moved, you moved out of your mother's house, but you were still living in New York city, correct?
2: No. So I was no, I, not at all. I couldn't even like take the train to Brooklyn by myself. I no. No. okay um i was 17 because i have a late birthday my, my birthday's in december and so i had gotten into penn state mm. i ran track so i was like oh great i'm going to Shukill, pennsylvania yes <laughs> 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 my, my mother is like what's gonna happen to you if you get sick uh i call the ambulance you know and she's like no you can't go there um and so I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to just go to Binghamton. At least it was it was still in New York, but it was far enough away from the Bronx and all of the elements, any bad influences, you know, random straight bullets, some boy who's going to like get me pregnant or something. So out of all the elements to upstate and not prison. And so I went to Binghamton and that was my ticket just out, out of out of out of New York City, right? Mm. And also, but out of my own, because I, you know, again, being a kid who sheltered and very much protected, which is not a bad thing, but at the same time, like I got into Brooklyn Tech and I couldn't, he didn't want me taking this the train. So I went to another math science high school in the Bronx, which again, mm. was closer to home, right? Just trying to keep your little, your kids protected. So going to Binghamton, I focused on, I think I was trying to be a computer science major Math was not my strength. Mm. Uh, so, but anyway, I was in Binghamton. I was taking classes, still modeling and performing and doing poetry, but not like that's not the focus at all. It's like, let me get this bachelor's, you know, let me take the the, uh, the, the law, the LSAT and like get a grad degree. Because by the time I failed out of computer science and almost I got kicked out of school um, and I had to appeal and reapply because I was not going back to the Bronx my mother would beat my ass. So I I appealed and I was like, I am going to major in English. And I told them some story and they bought it. Of course. Um, I think my GPA was below. Well, you won one.
0: storytelling competitions at
2: like seven. Of You're course, an
0: actor. I- so, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. My GPA was terrible. It was below like one or one point something. So you wrote a 31
0: <laughs> page children's book all about <laughs> right. it. You memorized it. And then you went to the yeah. dean and you were like. In Latin. Right, yeah. Yeah. right.
2: Right. Right. So then I focused on English and I focused on getting into grad school. But again, nothing where I was like, I'm going to pursue theater. I went to Syracuse for grad school, Mm. theater grad school. Never. It wasn't until I was almost failing out of um, my economics class. And my friend Jane was like, I took an acting class in Syracuse. I was like, all this time I'm here trying to study microeconomics and you're taking acting and having fun and you didn't tell me. And Were you was- aware
0: that Syracuse was a huge theater school?
2: <laughs> She's
0: shaking her head. Oh no, my everybody. god. <laughs>
1: it's literally across it's a the huge
0: street. It's a huge theater school. Big time. Oh if my gosh. I knew-
2: <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I probably well- would have married Tay Diggs, okay? Ah. <laughs> Let me tell y'all right now.
1: <laughs> oh okay. God. So, so you, you were like, you're having fun here
2: to yeah. your friend. And
1: she, and so what happened? Did you start taking classes?
2: This was after I had left. Cause it was this one year oh. intensive master's program focused on technology and information management and public budgeting and blah, which great. was great. Like, God. right. So as I'm sitting, as a, I, I, I moved to DC I was a budget analyst, and she tells me this. So I immediately open up the, the Yellow Pages and I look up anything acting, and I find the Actors Center in Arlington, Virginia. And I call them up, and they're like, "There's a monologue competition. The the League of Washington Theaters auditions that happen every summer in D.C." And I'm like, "Great! I'm gonna get some headshots. I'm gonna do a monologue, and I'm gonna be an actor." And I just
0: you're like, I, I have like seven Arthur the Elephant. Books memorized, ready <laughs> right. to go.
2: I got some horrible headshots. I had a monologue that had a prop gun, and that's what I did. Ter- wow. Yeah. Things, all the things you're not supposed to do, but I did not right. care. Right. I fully threw myself into this thing while working as a, a budget analyst and a consultant, and that's where my acting career started, which was in 2001, uh, May 2001, in, in D.C.,
1: And what happened in this monologue competition? Did you, was anything revealed to you? Um, Were you, were you, I'm not asking if you won it, but I'm asking, I guess, if the seed was starting to get watered or anything. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, from that, I I got a few things and then I kind of, I began to learn what I needed to learn, right? Because I, at that time I had a bachelor's and I had a master's, but none of that was in the arts. Hmm. So I think I took a class with John Vriki, uh, John Vicky, um at Woolly Mammoth Theater, where you're doing like animal shapes and sounds and basic theater stuff. And I remember coming home and crying and telling my partner at the time, "I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is it. This is it. like crying in the shower, because I'd I'd found my soul's passion. Mm. And I threw wow. myself in while serving two masters. So.
1: Isn't that lovely? Because I think there are a lot of people that live a full life without actually realizing their passion. And I think a lot of people um, are aware of this who have a passion and a purpose because they people who don't tend to express that idea that they don't have it, Um, you know, at just a simple interest, whether that's guitar or acting or painting or something. You have something that you like and you want to make a life out of. and. I I have got to to look at myself and the gratitude that I have for finding something, especially at fourteen, let alone just being in it as a th- in my thirties, um, and how much that shaped my life and kept me out of trouble and gave me purpose and a reason to keep going and get up every morning and grow and all that stuff. I mean, isn't that such a wonderful thing that you're crying in the shower and realizing just what you want to do for the rest at of twenty seven?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah. I
1: love it. I love it at 27. And who gives a shit? I just I just figured I finished a course where I'm talking about Morgan Freeman really beginning his career at 40. Um, John Hamm, 43. And I'm talking about a few things here and there, but really where it started to go. A lot of people in their 40s and 50s. So like 27, you just began. I'm a baby, you know, you're still man. a kid. You're still Brennan a kid, Gleason, too. He was like a teacher. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson. One of my favorites. Been, you know, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. There's no timetable here, you know?
2: There isn't. There isn't. But you know, I had never received permission to be an artist. Like I was in I was in the All-City High School marching band in New York. I performed at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I played clarinet. What'd you play? Oh
1: clarinet. Clarinet.
2: Yeah. I love a cl- good clarinet. And, <laughs> woodwind section baby. Hell yeah, um, I was
1: sex. You second and me.
2: Chair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: played a good King Wenceslas. All right.
2: Never. I had never gotten permission from like my parents. Really. It wasn't the thing that you're like, go here, be, pursue this thing. So to get to, to feel that feeling and kind of step out of the box that I had been put in because I had gone to school. I got a degree. I'd gotten the home, bought the home, all those things. Mm. It, it, it it was a game changer, but it still it still took a long time to really fully unlock. And it's, I, I was driving home today from work, and it's still like there's still a last level of unlocking that needs to happen, honestly, to fully
1: maybe get, yeah. Go, finish that thought. Sorry, fully, I was so excited fully, that I interrupted.
2: No, to fully take ownership and and you know, let myself uh, fly. And let myself go and trust that there's more, but yeah, it, I'm still, there's still a little bit. Is it
1: ever unlocked though?
2: Is it ever fully
1: unlocked? Will it ever be for us? Or is it this forever mysterious thing, constantly growing and unlocking a a new version of myself where at 36, I'm, I'm in a different place than I was at 30, completely different in terms of my comfortability and what I my perspective of this life and, and, and the, the pursuit of this art and all that stuff, it does change. And I think that's, what's so great about these developmental changes that occur constantly, just like life. You know, when, if you look at somebody who's 60, 65 and they've had it all together, that's impossible because we always are changing. (laughs) And in the same way, I think with acting, there are still these layers to unlock. And sometimes it takes years to get to the next place where we unlock a little bit. But if, you know, you're you're sticking with it, and and you do this every day. You eventually kind of begin to to unlock these things. So, what are you what are you unlocking now? What what were the things that kind of kept you from? <coughs> Excuse me.
2: Um. Well, I've I've learned that it's what my soul wants to do. Acting. It's, it's honestly my soul's desire, calling, and passion to be an actor. And even in previous lifetimes, I've been an actor so that's that side of it is confirmation solid um and then your question is what have i been working on now what have i been doing um a lot of commercials a lot of auditioning um a few guest stars here and there and um some actually my
1: my question was where where What's the unlocking mechanism here now? What are you unlocking <coughs> in your world now? For me, I'm unlocking this total comfort with the unknown and this total ease of, of my progress bar. And I don't have to answer for anything. I don't give a shit anymore because I've been in this for so long. And I know that the job comes next week, next month, next year. It's, it's easier now. So these are, these are the things that I'm unlocking now. Um, what are you unlocking?
2: Surrender. Um, that's one of them. Mm. The other one is not having a a plan. If that makes sense, um, it's kind of like the 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 unplan. Um, it's what uh, I I've worked with Christine Aller, and she's a a, a master business coach, you know, strategy coach, and. I would always do like my word of the year where I'd like take a 16 page PDF and whittle down what my word of the year is going to be. And she's like, how about this year? You don't have a plan. You just have an unplanned year. So a lot of surrender because I'm very much a person who is about the goals and the vision and all of that, which there's nothing wrong with having that. But sometimes it's so it's it has such a stronghold, especially You know, I'm trying to control as much as I can in a world where as an actor, there's very little that can be controlled. Right. Um, But what I can control is how I show up. So surrendering, uh, not trying to like plan everything out, but also accepting my job, which is auditioning and relishing in that and having That's fun it. with yeah. the characters that I get and having fun with the audition because that is my job and not necessarily marking my success or progress via bookings which can right be
1: oh god almighty isn't does that, that, that answer
2: truth? your question
1: it does of course <laughs> okay. I do want to I do want to say something in that um uh there was some there was just something that I was I was scrolling through of reels or something. And, I, and I, I saw a famous comedian being asked this question, what's the, what's the meaning of life? And he said five words, enjoying the passage of time. Enjoying the passage of time. And I do not jo- enjoy the passage of, of time, or at least I didn't before. The passage of time was time until the booking. Like that's the time. <laughs> This is the thing. That's the thing I go, how about you enjoy the auditioning of the the whole process of this? That's the, that's the The real art. This is the journey to enjoy all this. And here I am setting up my goddamn ring light and got to do this and, you know, but I get the booking and uh, everything's fine. But, but once you get a little older in this business, you realize what this thing really is about. And it's your soul's calling and answering that call every day. It's not the booking. It's not even the audition. It's just waking up and being and and continuing this practice, which is very ritualistic, which is very spiritual um, and enjoying that because ninety nine percent of actors don't enjoy it. You see it in their eyes, how fearful they are and how hard this is. And and then you talk to the people about when they booked and it's like, oh, yeah, I just reached this point where I just it was easy. And, uh, you know, it's through the struggle, I think, that gets you there quicker. But um, Mm -hmm. do you think or no? Through the struggle, the struggle gets you to a place where you don't hold this thing as the most important thing ever, because the struggle has hit you so hard that you're like, dude, life is more important than this thing. And then acting becomes easy because you're like, I'm here to live. not here to impress somebody.
2: Right. It's, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you make it way less precious, it's like it's not a carton of eggs. And isn't and, it like, hard
1: though, Dion, like, because it's supposed to be so important to us because it's like literally what got us out of bed in the morning. And then you have to come to a point where you're like, no, sever that tie of yeah. desperation. Because you have to right? think
2: about it. Like if we were heart surgeons or rocket scientists or race car drivers, like how would we still just go out go about our lives? Like, yeah, I got to triple bypass later let's meet for coffee let's go you know right right at central park let's sit by the fountain it's not like i have this audition and this might be the thing and it's like no my the thing is life like i'm sitting drinking water out of a mason jar and that's the thing i'm gonna go walk in the grass in the park it <laughs> exactly, it doesn't And that's, that's why, why seriously, yeah.
0: seriously,
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Mason all three of us have this is so Mason- luxurious. The, the 24 so ounce, like, look at you know, us living life, Mason just living
0: life.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. so oh what a lovely
1: conversation different. this is! There's so much that, um, oh, that I want to get into, but I think it's this observance that you, um, instill that has gotten you to this wonderful place in your in your career um obviously um adam at the beginning of this episode uh spoke of your uh credits at least for on camera gray's anatomy station 19 house of cards boardwalk empire orange is the New black etc cetera, etc cetera. um can you talk to us about how this started the booking and the agent and all that stuff um gaining traction what were the what was the process when you got to L.A. and started uh, auditioning and, and booking and all that good stuff.
2: Ah, yes. So I got to L.A. in the year 2014 of our award. Mm. Um, <laughs> Great <laughs> So year. long ago. And um, I was still kind of doing the back and forth New York thing. You know, when you first come out to L.A., but you're still getting auditions in New York. And you're like, ah, I got to I don't want to yeah. miss anything. And
1: I should have said New York. Rather than L.A. and how things began there, because you did you did your your start in New York, even though you live in L.A. now. I came Um, from
2: D.C. Yeah, I came from the D.C. market, you know, 2012, 2013. My life shifted. I became a single woman um, and I no longer had two cats or husband. And so I moved back to New York City and lived with my family. So I was living back in an apartment, sharing a room with one of my younger sisters, pounding the pavement as a New York actor. And then winter came and it was 13 degrees and I Can I can I ask you one moment first?
0: Yes. And and Dion snapped. Right. (laughs) Said, I'm fucking out of here. I was like F this S. Here we are.
1: (laughs) at, At what age are you? When you're going to New York, 28, nine. You said oh 27 God. was when you got the thing right, when you started. to. Mm-hmm.
2: So it was about I'm that. a lot age. older than you think I am.
1: I don't care about that. Was, what I, I care about like, is
2: I think I was in my thirties. Okay. 30s. So in,
1: you're yeah. in your thirties, husband gone, cats, goodbye, New York, sleeping in my sister's room you've got in your head you have no hindsight here of the success that you're going to have you only have a white blank pages
2: in front of you where is your head and how are you getting the strength to get up and hit that pavement first of all it's like okay do i have enough money for a metro card uh, enough money for my share of the rent i'm doing cater waitering oh, you know love it. and i i've been doing the 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 mid atlantic coast from dc for years on the Greyhound, on the Peter Pan, on the Amtrak, driving on the 95, going to God Pittsburgh, going to Philly, going to Virginia Beach, going to Richmond, going to North Carolina, going to Boston. So I was pounding the pavement because I thought that's what it took. Right? I that's what I thought it took. Because also I had the I had a thing to prove because I didn't have a BFA and I didn't have an MFA. And there was these kids out there that had BFAs and MFAs, and here I come with my bachelor's in english and my master's in public administration trying to be an actor and i was like i gotta i gotta prove to these theater kids that i can do it you know i dealt with something i told myself and so Mm. in new york it was about surviving in new york and um consistently like booking and going out so at that time i was freelancing with uh, at the time emerging talent agency albert Bramante, who used to be part of i think shep talent i don't know if you know that casting office in new york where you go and the headshots were just piled from the floor to the ceiling mm. have you been to that casting office emerging uh, is that the one that you're talking about emerging yeah. talent well he he was with i think shep before but every anyone that who's sounds been for very time, familiar yeah you've been to that place you're like why am I even sending this person my headshots? Like there there was no organizational system. But anyway, so Albert and I were freelancing. I was submitting all, all the places, going to drama bookshop, getting the Ross reports, getting all of the things, oh. all of the things every, backstage, all of the things. Mm-hmm. Right. And doing Barnes everything and
0: Noble that. used to make uh, sell those like hand like just, they came out of like their printer yes. there yes. and they're every stapled one. on the sides yes. with every manager, every agent, every, yes. casting director. Yes. label. Sh- yeah. It would be like a really bright colored yes. piece yes. of construction paper. I might still it, it would- have one. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you would go to Barnes and Noble and get that so yeah. that when you mailed out your headshots, you had all the addresses. Yes. Yeah. Oh my! It's insane. And take it off, that. and the
2: ones that get returned. So I was doing all of that now in New York, as opposed to traveling back and forth, flying, driving. Like I busted my ass.
1: I love that you went up and down the seaboard like a stand-up comedian, you know. And that's what <laughs> I, I liken it to. Or like you know, you're too, you're on you're on a minor league baseball team, yeah. and you're just hitting yeah. the, you know, you're out there and you're doing. Yeah. it. And I love that. It's so adventurous because you're not in one market, and that's that. I grew up in the Midwest, so I was doing Chicago, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio. My first commercial was down in Kentucky, that whole area. And you felt like you were on tour, but it was your own tour that you were, yeah. you yeah, know, you, you don't know what market. Where you'll market yeah. tomorrow. Right. Okay. So you, you were, you were local in New York now and able to hit these auditions.
2: Yes. And, you know. um, I, I started working with this manager, but I just, I didn't know anything about polish and like being always being camera ready. And, I was, I was a hot mess. And she Mm. tried her best to like, get me all the way together. And she, you know, she was a New York manager. And so she (laughs) told it it like it is. And I was like, huh, okay. Mm. Um, But then my sisters were like, yeah, you all, you know, you have to ABC always be camera ready. And so, you know, being a woman with natural hair, like that can only be uh, replicated so many times. So then I think I like got a wig and like, something that I can just like throw on and look this, just all all of the different things. Um, and then that manager dropped me. And I think I started freelancing with Colstein Talent Agency, which was Naomi Colstein.
1: Mm.
2: Um, and then continuing to like book things and like through a friend, general hospital needed like someone with a ba- a Barbadian, a Barbados accent. So like I booked that and you no, know, I I did theater. Like I had gotten my equity. They're card like, is right. that
0: County Cork? <laughs> <laughs> she must know what she's doing. She must know what
2: she's doing. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Sounds Irish. So yeah, Barbados oh, is funny. like my favorite place on earth. So it was like a dream come true. Um, you know, this
1: does speak to everybody's first few pebbles in the pond. Yeah. you you are using what you know and who you are to get in the door. Yeah. And here it is. The perfect. It's demonstrated perfectly where your first it, little right, kind of track right, right was. Right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. And I yeah. continue to book work like that. Like New Amsterdam was like that as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I played a woman from Bermuda. So, um, but yeah, I had before I left D.C., all of that touring helped me to get my equity card, my AFTRA, and my SAG card. Hmm. So before I came to New York, I had all those uh, things. Good, scenes. good. And so that helped. And New York was kind of a, no, it felt like a blur, but I was doing things like helping other actors in the DC market navigate New York City. So I think I had a workshop and I would like bring actors up on a bus and kind of take them around on the subway and take them to drama bookshop and, you know, Mm -hmm. some like um, Ripley Greer and all that stuff, like sharing the knowledge. Meanwhile, doing all the things like going to the, the equity auditions, going to doing background work, I did so much background work. You did stand-in work as well, didn't you? Yes, I did stand-in work as well. Same. I stood in for Viola Davis a couple times. Hey, um, hey, um, I stood in for Taraji, and then I was a regular background actor on SNL, um, which was hella fun. Um, okay. And then New York.
0: Did you I learn really- a lot
2: from stand-in stuff? Oh, absolutely. A day on set is invaluable, right? A day on, like, Especially I remember early for on, that job. Yes. And I remember early on when, you know, you're postcarding agents and actors, I'm not, I'm sorry, agents and managers or people in the industry, y- and you wanted to spend doing background. It's like, just spent a day on set of um, right. whatever show, right? Because <laughs> you didn't want to be like, I was a background actor. So right. you know, like, just spent a day on set. Uh. You know, Spin it, some of that PR, that spin. Uh, uh, so, that's funny. I, I just, I did the New York thing, but I was, I mean, and I still am, but I, I mean, other things in my life suffered, right? Um, whether good or bad, or it was meant to be like my marriage, or, you know, maybe having a social life, or uh, I don't have children. Mm. So, who knows? But I, not knowing what I know now about what my soul truly desires and wants, I don't regret any of it. Mm. You understand, like mm. my soul, literally—that's my soul's calling, and so—and I do not apologize for that. Right, you, you pursued
1: know? your soul's desire, and of course, anything that comes from pursuing of, of some truth, you're going to only get truth. So whatever I you quote unquote don't yet. have, yeah, you didn't yeah. know that. No, you didn't. You just were faith filled, just like do this every day, man. Get on the assembly line and yeah. every day, right? Yeah.
2: Wow. Um. So yeah, after getting divorced, moving to New York, living with family, and then uh, 13 degrees in the Bronx. And I was like, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not- Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> and I shipped seven boxes to LA on the Greyhound. I bought a one-way ticket. I reached out to, I think I had a handful of friends out here and I told them I was coming. And one friend um, had an empty room, so I got an air mattress from Target, and nice. that was what I had in my room and my boxes.
1: How long did the bus trip take? Oh my! No, Lord. no, no,
2: no! Not, I didn't take you the bus. The boxes bu- oh, thank bus. God! Oh, oh my shit no. Took
0: the bus. I didn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. they got I took there in one years. Plane ticket. Yeah, right. okay. I think it was like three hundred dollars or something. Right, okay.
0: Working actors deserve affordable and convenient coaching. That's why we
1: created Book It. America's fastest-growing one-on-one remote acting coach service.
2: All from your device. We're not just coaches. We're working actors, too. From Broadway and voiceover animation to TV, film, and commercial. Real actor coaching from real actors. Catered especially to you and your path. Anytime. Anywhere. We're here. To train you. To guide you. To prepare you. To book it. For more information, visit WorkingActorPro.com slash book it. (laughs) <laughs> and I got out here in like April, May of 2014. I once I was out here, I self-taped for Orange Is the New Black, and I booked that. flew back to flew flew back to New York and shot that. Isn't that funny? Back.
1: You
0: leave New York and you book. And how many times have we heard that? Oh my gosh! Yeah. The yeah. initial the initial casting for all that always said web series.
2: Oh, for really? New Black,
0: yeah. Because
2: how many people were doing- like, "Yeah,
1: I'm good." No thank I you. I was. i in doing
0: film. I was doing background at the time, way back when, and I remember seeing Orange Is the New Black before it. They were getting mm-hmm. ready to start yeah. season one, so it wasn't out yet. And in parentheses, it said web series, and I was like, I was like looking more into it, and I was like, it seems like a really expensive web series. Like they need hundreds of people, and like I think they had some cast, and I was like, wow. It's like a really? <laughs> Are they sure they want to do this? And then I, you know, it went to Netflix, and I remember when I went to Netflix, I was like, "Oh, oh, I, I see." Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, not a I Vimeo. The, Got it. I don't know <laughs> if the term "new media" was around yet. So oh, no, oh, that was series. at the wow. beginning
2: of everything, man.
0: Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. So, so you book Orange is the New Black."
2: Yeah, and I fly back, and I do. Was that, that a the, Jen Houston casting director she's lovely and she's amazing she's She's so awesome her offices were in the same building as colorworks new york the the print shop colorworks Mm. yeah Where you got your headshots Mm -hmm. printed right Mm -hmm. and we touched yeah by joe oh joe Mm -hmm. he's actually working on my recent headshots that i took back in new york in july how about that Um, yeah 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 yeah
1: um so after the shoot you were heading back to la i assume Mm-hmm. And how did the thing how did things go sometimes after a booking, especially like L.A. And now I'm going back to New York I'm going, and you're just like, I guess it's really starting. So let me ask you, was it a year before your next booking?
2: Well, funny that you <laughs> ask, Tommy, because on September 5th of 2014, I was riding my bike to the gym and I got hit by a car. Jesus. and it broke my leg my tibia my fibula my left leg in three places okay this is worse than a drought
1: definitely Uh okay oh my god
2: yeah and i had auditioned for the bolden biopic and booked it and they were going to work with me with the broken leg and then realized it would be too much of a liability and risk and then september october november december jim at least five to six good months, I was down for the count.
1: Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Life. <gasps> oh, it sounds like you are Punches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm glad it wasn't anything more serious than that, though. Um, but I ask because not to poke fun at our situations, but like very commonly, do we find ourselves in a peak and then consider this to be the new plateau, the new starting base of yeah. the next new peak to go up even higher. But really it's like, oh no, we're going to take you down again
2: because mm-hmm.
1: we got to keep yeah. you humble. And that's mm-hmm. just how it goes. And so I, f- I figured something would happen, you know, but I think what that is, is, is it's a test uh, of your, you know, um, intent, everything. your seriousness, <laughs> your faith, everything, right? Your character, your determination, persistence, all that stuff. And so you, you were in kind of a rough patch for a little bit what got you out of it and how did you how did you get to the next thing and when was that
2: (laughs) um what got me out of it
1: tito's i don't know
2: (laughs) (laughs) well for a while it was a lot of percocet but um (laughs) i had to get off that because i just didn't want to be hooked on that i mean good for you a broken you know i had a broken I have, well, it's healed, but I have a titanium rod and four screws in my TBS. So it. W- I think that's when my spiritual journey truly began. I had met another actor who introduced me to plant medicine and, and crystals and um, just a deepening of my spirituality, my spiritual journey, my relationship to spirit, to all, to God, to everything. Um in 2015 I think I did my first ayahuasca ceremony. Okay. And I just began to do a lot of es- excavating.
1: Hey, a good lot, word. A lot of excavating. Great word.
2: Yeah. Truly, because that's what
1: it really is. Now, mm-hmm. I've been talking to my brothers, funny enough, we've been on the subject about this. Hyahuasca is obviously an ancient practice where yeah. you puke and poop and do all sorts of things. Essentially. Not always. You, no, no, no. You go through It's a spiritual experience where it's yeah. quite uncomfortable and quite crazy. But I have friends who go back every year and do this. Yeah. But it actually is something where it, it takes you to a place uh, and you're operating on, let's say, a higher plane of existence afterwards. And it's something that has been in our civilization for you know it's centuries ancient. and centuries it's so ancient. so what was your and you don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want to but what what did you how did you come out of that what was the state the, and the change um,
2: it began it it started a, a, an awakening a lot of healing uh, for me I mean of course I had just experienced major physical trauma um, having been divorced emotional other trauma so it just it began. I was knocked off of my path to be put on this other path. Mm. Right? And so with doing I would do ayahuasca probably like every other year until about 2019 so a, a good oh. yeah. Um can I ask did the injury lead to the friend who who led you to ayahuasca? It n- it was, it was an, well, I was in an acting community. I would go to an open mic night. And so that Thursday was also the open mic night, but I never made it to the open mic night because I was at the hospital with a broken ass leg. Right. But then eventually as I came through, I was, I went back, you know, okay. it was Cleo, Cleo King's open mic night, right? And uh, on Tahunga in mm. Studio City, right? And so I met that friend through that. And, you know, we, we developed this friendship and they began to tell me about things like peyote and Campbell and ayahuasca and crystals and chakras. And so just, and it wasn't like you should do this. They were just sharing. And I, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's what happened for me. So as my, as I was growing spiritually and, and doing more self-awareness and self-development, really, and working with ayahuasca and microdosing and, you know, grounding and earthing and meditating and doing lunar lunar work, all that stuff. I was also deepening my relationship with myself, which made me a better, a better artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still doing things, you know, auditioning and all that stuff. And then as I continued to, and my manager supported me very much at the time as well, um, there there came a point where I realized, you know, and I think it happens to every actor, like, are my reps submitting me? Like, what are they doing? I don't know if they're doing enough. Like, I don't understand why well, I'm not getting more auditions.
1: I don't think actors and, say that well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I... I turned the tables because you know of when you get a check, you get a check for a hundred dollars. You get ninety dollars, and your reps get ten dollars. And here what I about was. about Uncle Sam? You're hoping right. I mean, well, yeah, up, you 10 know, ten I mean. goes to
1: Sam. to yeah, yeah, right.
2: Yeah. So out of my yeah, I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. Like I get I, it. I get it. I I was I was pointing the finger at them, wondering how much they were doing, and they were they they've always done a hundred percent of their ten percent. But I said, Dion, are you doing a hundred percent of your ninety percent? So I stepped the game up. I took classes, if whatever, however I could here in LA. Mm. Every audition I got, I got coaching. So I hired a coach where I paid them seventy-five a week to coach me whenever I got an audition. Because I was also hustling out here, you know, doing task rabbit, driving Uber, driving Sidecar, driving Lyft. Um, all the actor things that you do in L.A. to try to eke out a living and survive. What's right? the
0: What's the famous saying like? Oh, I'm an actor.
2: Oh, really? What restaurant do you work at? Right. right. Oh, I refused to work in a restaurant. I did that back in in. You DC. did the
1: catering yeah. thing. I know. I didn't. No,
2: I worked at Red Lobster and I got burned by the steam from the linguini and I was like, f this s. Oh, like, on Forty First. Not... Yeah. No, in Virginia, in Northern oh. Virginia, where I still was oh. living in D.C. I was like waiting tables and doing temp jobs and doing black box theater and you know, taking the Amtrak to Philly, <laughs> going to Diane Airy casting, uh, like your plantar fasciitis is
1: so much more important.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> so I you were really, I stepped you were really
1: Yeah, wow. I you know, I, I I um just mentioned this in a recent course that I'm that I'm writing about you're you're getting the hundred and fifty dollar a day type gigs, the three hundred and fifty dollar a day type gigs. And obviously, everyone wants the eight hundred and fifty dollar a day or eight thousand dollar a week. Guess you know those. But I caught myself early on phoning in a hundred and fifty dollar performance, hoping to get that eight hundred and fifty dollar performance. Yeah. But if I was working for one hundred and fifty, I was going to give you one hundred and fifty. And then I had this total change where it's like, no, man, you go eight thousand a week uh, uh, level. Yeah. And right for that hundred, it's sort sort of like the you dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. And I, I love that you mention you stepped it up because that's what a pro would do, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. great. That's mm-hmm. great. So what did you see from all that effort? Oh,
2: progress. Well, well. I got another car wreck. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God. No. No, no, no. I um. I did saw you did you a
0: see shift. a total like? Now we are
2: going. Things things definitely picked up. Um, I think I, I got dropped by uh, the commercial agent I was with, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I booked something that went to Sundance and I met someone at Sundance who introduced me to their commercial agent. I signed with them and that agent was just very much a great fit for me. But again, I just, I went a hundred percent in my 90% and made sure no matter what was going, because there's so much distraction, Right. You know, like I have a day job that I go to at 4.30 in the morning here in L.A. right now, but I had a self-tape do at nine. And so I can't tell my managers what I I got to be at work. It's like, no, I stayed up all night and made sure I taped my self-tape. And so (laughs) I'm working on like three hours sleep right now, you know, and of course, that's not my modus operandi all the time. But, yeah, I I I. I do my best to bring my A-game to what I can control, which is yeah. how I show up for my craft, how I show up for my self-tapes and auditions. Because no matter what, when I, no matter what, even if I book the job or not, my, my reps are always submitting me. They're always putting me out there. So not that there's pressure, but everything is riding on this. I can't sit here and be like, oh, well, I don't know what they're doing. They're working their asses off every day. And it's not until I actually book a job that they get paid. They don't get paid off my auditions. And not that I carry that weight, but I got to do my part. And my part is having my backdrop, having my lights, having my key light, like being ready with the tools. Right. That's my job. That's what I can control.
1: yeah. Yeah. You're coming to bat. That's just part of the agreement to be
0: available, to be ready and especially in this age of self tapes you got to have the tools to make yourself look and sound and everything as good as humanly possible and it's and all the, the things mindset. that you just mentioned and it's like mm. well i'm not going to an office it's in my home it yeah. should look as good as it can be because you have to show up and do
2: it yeah yeah and the mindset it's not just the the practicality of It's also having the mindset of embracing the self tape. And I I committed to that early on in 2020 when it was like, why are there seven pages of instructions for this audition? Uh Are you fucking kidding me? And they want me to tell a little bit
1: about myself. Fuck yourself. (laughs) Get out of here.
2: Yeah. And. I said, "This is not it. You got to stop bitching, Dion. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? This is how it is. So you're either going to get on this moving train, or you're going to sit here and complain about having to fight with this collapsible backdrop. Or like, do I leave this? do I leave the lights up, or do I put it away and have my space look like an actual home versus a porn studio? But you know, because that's what I was feeling like for a while. It's like." What? Like people come to my house and it's lights and this and it's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. I'm not, I don't snuff. But, you know, not, hey, I've been running the OnlyFans page. <laughs> right. but I embraced it. I embraced yeah. it. And I said I separated. There's Dion, the show, the the, the, the audition session runner, the, the, the lighting person, the gaffer. And then there's Dion, the actor. And mm. for a while, sometimes some auditions where I had the sides and I read the sides. Because that's in 2020. That's all I had the capacity to do. But I wasn't (laughs) going to turn down the auditions. I'm like, oh my god, there's racial uprising. But you want this? What? I don't. I haven't showered. I haven't left my house. I'm. I'm depressed. I'm afraid. I'm scared. And there's my PTSD is kicking
0: in right now.
2: (laughs) All (laughs) of the things. But once I again. I shifted my mind and I'm not saying it was easy, but I would just go into like autopilot and I wouldn't bitch about it. I wouldn't complain. And I would find a friend to help me read what I would do, what I had to do, get this up, get the light up, do something with the wardrobe, get a reader. Sometimes I read opposite myself. Mm-hmm. And that was key. That's what it's just you doing your I, job,
0: I thoroughly remember you know doing all the the self tape stuff and like the way we had it was so makeshift and at a certain point, I was like, okay, I'm starting to get like two or three auditions every single week I need to j- this all needs to go away, and we need to step this up if i'm gonna be starting to get seen by i mean. Heavy hitter casting directors here in New York that I love that they bring me in. This better look infinitely better. I'm gonna get the backdrop. I'm gonna get the ring light. I'm gonna get all the. And then it was like, oh my god, oh, why man. did I, what the fuck took me so goddamn long
2: to, <laughs> to get in our to own make these look so yeah. damn yeah such and a difference. We want to be. We want to be man. right. We ego. Right? Because there's ego and then there's the vision. The vision is I want to be a series regular. I want to book this show. But ego's like, why do I got to do all of this work? Why I got to get a It's your job. Just yeah. shut up and do it.
1: Yeah.
0: And maybe there's that part that was like, oh, this will be over soon. And then at a certain point, it was like, I think we're living in self tape land.
2: Yeah. And they for say, I mean, the foreseeable
0: yeah. future, I better yeah. just step my at home game mm-hmm. up mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and surrender to it. A- yeah. a- at one point, it was just like, you know what? I, I made it way less precious. I, uh, you know, I-, I just had fun. I'm like, OK, seven pages. All right. Cool. No problem. No, you want a full body scan? OK, cool. OK, OK go make it work
1: and that's it man. that's 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 that changes everything and it does in acting and it does in your side job and become a worker amongst workers that type of like you know what this is it and i'm gonna make the best out of this and lo and behold when you change your perspective great things come from it why because you've changed your energy and people can tell i'm watching a tape i know a person who's good who's in a good place or not yes you know and And i
2: want to give you more of that
1: Oh, yeah. The universe delights in or whatever is out there delights in the delivery of this opportunity. But it can only do that to those who are responsible enough to handle that and who deserve to have it. Right. You know, and and it's that up and down the seaboard. It's your getting back to New York, doing your thing, getting to L.A., the wreck, keep going. You know, it's that stuff. That's the story. And so when we look at a roll of credits that you've got and, and, a uh, a wonderful life, uh, in a profession that is art that shouldn't be, you shouldn't be able to make a lot of money off of this, but you know, you, you're making a, a, a career out of this. Yeah. It's only because I think again, the suffering, the journey, the hardships, the walls, the, all that stuff that makes the story actually interesting. And, and it tastes better, man. It just tastes better when you see someone who's been through it and who's getting the good stuff.
0: Yeah. I love these stories where you just hear years upon years upon years of hustle and mm. figuring it out. And then this happened and that happened and that happened. But then you, you know, you see all the work that you've been able to do and you just can't help but feel like I'm so happy for that person because, <laughs> right. you, you know, it's I, I it's, agree. like we always say it is a Thank marathon, you. not a sprint. And
2: my Thank God, you. you're hustle is unbelievable Uh, thank you thank you and i also want to put a caveat in there where i don't i have hustled and like it's my dna like that's how i've i'm built and i'm doing my best to like embrace and acknowledge that and also embrace that it can be easy it doesn't have to be struggle i spent a lot of time working on getting out of my own effing way. Mm. And the sooner, if I could have done that sooner, I think things would have start flowing sooner. But there was a lot of excavating. There was a lot of like, even still, you know, in these last couple months, it's like, oh, oh, right. Mm. And so the sooner you can get, the sooner one can get to that, that core, that essence, the sooner you can get the fuck out of your own way, the quicker shit happens. And that's not just in acting, it's in life. It's in anything. Right. Right.
1: And I think though, that you must like, um, they say, you know, you, you you don't know the level of the light until you experience the darkness. So I don't think anyone can get out of their own way or, or, or put that habit into place without having the years of being in their own way. And so it's like, Oh wow, all these great things from this job and this pursuit, that's wonderful. But even the bad stuff is great too because it led yeah. to the good. Yeah. It's you know? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a what a great um journey that you've had. You know you're only getting started. Thanks. I mean, there's so much, so much to still do. And so what what do we have in as far as your your interests and your projects and things? Um, coming up in the near future, do you have anything that you are starting a new, like a new medium that you're exploring,
2: or new shows that are coming up? Um, well, two, there's there's a twofold answer. So for a long time, because for many years, it's like create your own work, write, produce, blah blah blah. I ain't that girl. Right now, I, I act. You know, and I beat myself up for a long time. I'm like, why aren't you writing your own show or, you know, other actors are doing this or I I act. That's what I'm really great at. That's that's where I win. And I'm okay with that. Like, yes, I'd love to direct someday. Yes, I have things I want to write. Yes, I have things I want to produce or work on with friends. But right now, my bread and butter is me submitting an audition and booking the job. I'm really good at that, right? It's
1: nice and easy, right? It's less complicated and hard than saying, why am I not writing for this and writing that? I should do a five minute. I should do some stand up. I should do sketch. I need to write a short. I need to do that. Oh my God, we're going to drive ourselves crazy. Or you can just do what you know you love and make it simple. And you're an actor. So act, don't put that right? pressure on yourself.
2: Right. And I did for a long time. Right. And I, I, I had to let it go. Right. Not to say it's never going to come. But this is my lane, and I'm doing really well in this lane. Uh, so the the pen—I uh, don't want to say pen, but the pandy—has been really good to me. I booked work from self tape consistently during this time. So upcoming new things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just shot uh, New Amsterdam uh, Top of the Show mm-hmm. guest star that's coming out episode. That's huge. Thank you. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it is. How exciting. Very exciting. Very exciting. We are on a trajectory, right? Um, So that's, that's, uh, uh, or not, I don't know, but I'm having fun and I'm enjoying it. And I love (laughs) being able to sink my teeth into more than, here's your water. Anything else?
1: Right. Thank you, woman number two. Right, right,
2: right. So. New Amsterdam uh, episode three of season five um, that's on uh, NBC, the playlist uh, that's the story of Daniel Ek, the founder of Spotify that's coming out on Netflix at some point uh, this cool. year. I wow. Um, I just shot a film, which is a grounded sci-fi with some time travel elements. Um, uh, uh, that's a bad robot paramount um, project. Got it. Uh, and then. Wow. That- oh my God. <laughs> that's huge. Thank you.
0: I thought you. Bad Robot was part of the plot, and then I was like, that's the production company. Yeah, that's idiot. the production yes. company.
2: You yeah, said Mose Paramount, film. and I was like, Ooh, oh, bad, bad
1: Robot, that sounds fun, huh, Tom? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's really like, They're one of my it. favorite no. production companies. Yes, so, oh my yeah? God. Yeah. Very yeah. Yeah. cool. Um, Manifest West, which was uh, uh, part of the production writing team, are the Gibson brothers. So Milo mm. and Louis Gibson. Um, Joe Deech producing, and it just got purchased by Goldwyn, so that should be out cool. somewhere soon. Small little outfit, <laughs> you know, tiny, tiny. Um, commercially, I'm doing doing really well. I have a couple of things running, so um, who are
1: you signed commercially?
2: Um, or can you not say it? I can. I can. I you, Genesis Artists uh, okay. Agency. Just wondering. Yeah. Uh, it's a boutique agency here in LA. Um, and I don't do referrals, so no, <laughs> no, no just, I'm, I'm actually, I do, it's just people <laughs> who ask me and it's like setting up people for blind dates, right? I like, suppose I mean,
1: most I people who ask are like, can I get an in for me? I'm, I'm about ready to sign with one. And I just wondered if it's a small world where, you know, you might.
2: Yeah. And I mean, cause they're like, I have friends who are with good ones and so yeah. they're, and they're all good. Honestly, I think it's the relationship and the work ethic. Of my rep, and mm. the relationship that I ha- we have, right? Um, because she pours into me. It's not like, it is not easy, right? People see you, they're like, oh, I see you in this, you see you in that. It's like, well, you don't know the numbers behind what actually gets booked. Like, how many times I've been pinned, or right. like, oh, I got this one. I know, I killed it. I, oh. crickets, right? You know. Um, and then two, it's like a blind date. So we're like, I might love you as a friend, and I love my agent. Well, y'all ain't meant to be together, right? Or y'all get together, totally. and then like you get burnt, and I'm like, well, shit.
1: I don't do referrals, so I I don't do unless I say to myself, I want yes, I'm going to say something to my reps about yes. you,
2: yes. And it's not any it's not any shade, but I've been burned in the past. And my reps, they're not, they're no. like, it's not a reflection of you. It's that person. But it's just it's a sacred relationship and a sacred partnership, a sacred business partnership that I value highly. You know. Yep. Um, Agreed. but yeah, I'm with Genesis commercially. Um, I'm with Bohemia theatrically. I have no legit eight representation in LA. I have a rep in New York, which is B E A um in new york and we hustle Uh, i'm also a dual citizen so being from montserrat i have british citizenship so i'm a local hire in the uk as well that's great Um, and you said you had
1: some spots going commercially no
2: yes indeed um sling tv oscar Mm -hmm. meyer and i think the amazon astro commercial is still playing um, in Manifest West, I play the wife of Michael Kudlitz, who you know as Abraham from The Walking Dead. So, right on, yeah, look at you, Dion. just hope. killing it, COVID was good to you, <laughs> Dion. What? Where can people find you online? They can find me on IMDb, uh, also my website, I am Dion uh, I am on Instagram, but my Instagram's private. I don't know if that's bad or not. I don't know. I'm still navigating. Oh, TikTok. I'm on TikTok. You do the TikTok. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a breakout. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, numbers on are you getting some views. Yeah. So okay. follow me on TikTok. Connect with me on TikTok. That is the place I am. I refused to download TikTok for a very long time. I was an old funny artist, like, it. I am not. And then I had to do it for one of my other jobs. We have to post. I have to post mm. like twice a week and then once every other Saturday or something. And I downloaded it. And you guys, I am having so much damn fun on TikTok. I am ashamed about how name? much I love it.
1: What's your username? We can look you it's up.
2: It's I am Deanna Dan it, Official, okay. I think, or something like that. Got it. Um, but I share a lot of just day in the life, actor's life stuff, trailer, tours, awesome. hair and makeup. I show you how to slate and do things, my fitness, my water. Just I have lots more fun on TikTok. It's it's not as I don't know, I feel like IG is very much comparison to the Thief of Joy. It's so curated.
1: Yes, indeed. So, Comparison yeah. is the You have some fun story. on that. That's that's a that's a channel that you can yeah. You know, you can have fun on without having to like prove and list you. Yeah, what I don't you know do it it feels fun.
2: It yeah. feels fun. It fits my personality. I can do all the silly things I do and all the serious things without it's less judgy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it and it sh- I think it shows in the content that I share on there. So, I would love for anyone listening to this to connect with me on TikTok and I will engage with you there cuz my IG is private. So
0: lovely, awesome, Dion uh, Audain. Thank you so much for chatting with us. This was fantastic.
2: Thank you, Adam. Thank you, best of
0: luck to you, and maybe
1: I'll see you around town. Yes, (laughs)
2: hopefully. Yes, bye, Dion. And hit me up if
0: you if you book anything else in New York. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye. Ah. Wow. Love that hustle, oh my man! Goodness, I love yeah. Talk that hustle. about hustle, 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 and you know we've had a few guests on this show who were on a totally different path, and then it's that kind of being at an odd age to just sort of go, "I'm going to start from scratch into something mm-hmm. that is incredibly difficult and highly competitive, and is just." an insane industry to get started in right she was like this is what i'm doing because it's what my soul needs and i'm not going to stop and it's
1: amazing her story is all the opportunities that she wouldn't have had had she just said what am i doing i'm 27 i'm 20 i I have this job i have a bfa or a, a bachelor's and a master's and a regular job and what am i thinking
0: and it is. And as she can tonight, look back at her no, resume and go, look at what I've done. Right. Like she's done so well. So well. Just goes to show that we have all these
1: various paths that we have the choice of getting on. And how quickly you can be swayed away from something that is your truth and supposed to happen, you know, and what a tragedy it would be if you had this calling for so long and you just said, uh, you know, and you kept going back to this job. What what would have been? Um, and so maybe there's some people out there listening who are toying with the idea of getting into the business, but we do have a couple of, I don't know, a couple of, um, past guests who have that, that story of starting a little not McCall, later, Oh but, my, yeah, Mousen was, was in finance <laughs> in Chicago until 20s, in her mid twenties, late twenties. So crazy. Um, yeah. Oh, well, um, Everybody, thank you so much for, for tuning in for another episode of Before the Break. You can find out more about the show and how to become a working actor at workingactorpro.com. Follow us on Instagram at Before the break Pod and Working Actor Pro. Follow us on Twitter. We have a new Twitter account at the letter B, okay? The letter B, the number four. Okay, so B for The Break Pod. Okay. Before the break pot. Check out Adam's stuff at adamdecarlo.com. Follow him at that thatadamdecarlo. Check out my stuff at tommybeardmore.com. You can follow me at I'm Tommy, by the way. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a rating, and write a review if you like what you heard. Check back next week for an all-new episode with an all-new guest, Adam. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye, Tom. Adios.
2: Bye. You've been listening to Before the Break. The hosts are Tommy Beardmore and Adam DeCarlo. Cover art by Amanda June Boucher. Music by Benjamin Sturley. Before the Break is recorded live from Los Angeles and New York City.